Welcome to The Laneway, where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss. But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. Welcome to episode number 43 of The Laneway podcast. This one, if you're listening, uh, is released on Thursday, the 23rd of December, and is being recorded on Thursday, the 23rd of December. When I say this is fresh off the loaf, this is literally fresh off the loaf. I can still smell it. Uh, in the introductory chat, we talk about a surprise that Ash got this week, which was which brought her to tears uh, during this podcast, and it also brought her to tears uh, when she orig- originally got this surprise so definitely worth listening to but you might want to grab a tissue if uh, you're the type of person that cries a lot like me Uh, I also talk about wiping my bum and shitting myself when we get into the questions question number one suggestions for someone that is time poor question number two uh, what to do if you have unsupportive family members or friends in regards to your weight loss journey Question number three, how can I cut back on cardio and avoid fat gain? Question number four, why don't your programs include meal plans? And question number five, what do you do when you've tried reverse dieting and cutting and it hasn't worked? That's what he did yesterday as well. But was the door open? I think so. So then I secretly filmed him, but he doesn't know that we're podcasting at the minute, so... Well, how about we do... We'll do it old school. What's that? We'll film the before the Q&A. Yeah. And then we'll pause it after. Okay. And then start again. How's that sound? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. What you, What's old school? Remember we used to do that? So uh, people might not know this. What we used to do is we used to record the intro chat. Is yeah. that what you would call this? We yeah. actually call it shit chat. Yeah. So like chit chat. Yeah. Shit chat is what I write in the notes. We used to record that bit and then stop it, like hit pause, make sure it sounded okay. Oh. And then we would record the question segment. Yeah. And then as we got better and better. Are you getting some feedback in your microphone? It sounds like. Can you hear it yeah. make that funny noise every no. time someone talks? No, it's. I feel like, does it sound like there's like a snake hissing? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but hang on. Whoa, What's whoa. that noise? Is there a snake out there, babe? No, that's just that's just the lawnmower man. <laughs> oh, it is too. It's hard to tell because we wear headphones. You can't. It's weird. Someone's whippersnippering right now. You, you. It's really loud. Now. You hold the. You hold the conversation going. I'll shut the door. Okay. Keep it going, babe. Keep it going. I've got this. Yes. So one thing that I did actually want to just bring up like straight from the start while it's like super fresh, super fresh is not yesterday, but the day before. So we've just obviously, see how my brain just works. I just go from here to there to there to there. Anyway, we just got back from like a two day holiday at Sandstone Point, which we spoke about last week on the podcast and it was freaking amazing. I'll come back to that in a sec, but not yesterday, but the day before. We're sitting by the pool at Sandstone. Case is having a having the time of his life in their like water park. I'm just sitting down. Brad and I are kind of just like relaxing, ordering pina coladas to the tables. And <clears throat> Brad looks at me. I'm on my phone. I don't know doing what. Brad looks at me and he's like Tinder. I think Tinder. I was swiping right. Is it swi- is it right or left? I don't I'm, know. I mean, that wasn't around when we were. <laughs> When we were... We used to have to... It was so weird, bro. We used to, like, talk to each other or whatever. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but that was how we met. 
Um, yes. But, yes, yeah, so I was sitting down. Brad sat up and he just started, like, kind of staring at me weirdly and he was like... You're like, babe, we already did that today. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, have you checked face your um, Facebook messages? I was like, no, my notifications are turned off. But he had this weird look on his face and I was like what have you done like I I thought that this was like a bit of a piss take I was like what are you doing what have you done anywho are you okay is there a piece I think there's a piece of rice on the table is there rice underneath my computer it's dicky docking you know when you sit on a chair and it wobbles yeah now try it computer's doing there was a piece of rice on the table your life will be fixed now Wow. <laughs> anyway. I think the glass table's bent. Long story short is that after I was like, what are you doing? Accusing him of doing something weird. I was like, I got a message from Verity. Like, what's what's the geo? And then I open it and it's just this video of, I don't know, I'm going to say how many, like 10 ladies that have got, They've made their own Ash Lane singlets, Fat Loss Forever Method with green ticks on it and then Butt Now across the front, like because I have this thing, Butt Now Girl. Um, And they've got this across the front and they're training and they're like taking a bite out of a piece of chocolate and then passing it through the camera and then the next lady in line, like they've mashed this video together, the next lady in line picks up a piece of chocolate, bites it, is kind of like, thanks, and then keeps training. And then Erin's doing a snorkel and they're drinking some wine and, oh, it was... Apparently Erin had to do two snorkels. Are you serious? Did you tell me that or did someone else? No, 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 I didn't say that. One of the chicks, I think, messaged and said, maybe something must have not worked. Oh, on the first one it was facing the wrong way. Oh, no. Like the video or something. I think, yeah, yeah, someone said that. Oh, no. And they were le- – because I haven't asked her. They were legit snorkels. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, did she have a cruiser? Yeah. Well, I think so. It looked like a, looked like a raspberry sugar-free vodka cruiser to me. Can I just say she nailed it? Yeah. I was like, I can't snorkel. Like, that was legendary. She's, like, had some good practice at that. I reckon she'd take give you a run for your money. Probably. So, yeah. So, they've created this video and I had no idea. Like, at first, I was like, I saw – one of the girls, Danielle, I saw her and I was like, I thought it was just going to be a video of Danielle with a singlet. And then the next, then it's Kerry comes on next. And I was like, oh my God, that's Kerry. And then after, by the time the third person was on the video, I was like, oh my God, like it clicked what was happening. And so then I just started to bore my eyes out and Brad caught everything on camera. I had no idea that he was filming me, but he was like, I could tell once I opened the video that he knew, um, because no one told you beforehand, huh? No, no, that morning. Yeah. I, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about it. I had zero to do with it. I knew nothing. And it was only that Verity messaged me. And she was like, oh, are you guys home? If I organise something today, can you help out? And I was like, we're not a, at home. We're camping. But, yeah, I think she said, can you video? And I'm like, yeah, I can video Ash's reaction. And then a few hours later, she's like, all right, you ready? I'm like, Yeah. So I started videoing and I've got like two minutes of footage and I, of just pretty much your double chin. <laughs> I'm just zooming in on your chin and zooming out. And I'm like, and then it, I, I was severity. I said, did you send it to Instagram or Messenger? Because I know that you don't have your Messenger notifications turned on. Otherwise, it would just bing, bing all day. Yeah. 
and she's like, um, Messenger. And that's why I was to you. I was like, oh, do you check your Messenger or whatever? And you're like, what? No, I have my notifications checked off. And I'm like, I just, not that I, I just didn't know what was happening, but I'm like, I don't want to ruin the surprise. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, I'm like, can you just check? You're like, what's going on? <laughs> what? I was like, I don't know. Just check Messenger. <laughs> to be honest, I thought, sorry, I just had to have a sip of water because my my little croaky voice was coming out. Um, no, but to be honest, I think my first initial reaction like was there was a problem and I was looking at you like, what's the problem? Like, I don't even know what it could have been, but it just felt like there was a problem. And um, yeah, and then as soon as I opened the video, I worked it out. I worked out it wasn't a problem and then I had no idea that Brad was filming and then, yeah, I was like... Tear, tear. A tear, tear, but you know, like you never look nice when you cry. So, and it was, yeah, double chin zone, which was great. Everyone caught the real Ash underscore underscore lane. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that was pretty, pretty cool. It was epic, dude. It was incredible. It was good. Like, it's hard to, you know how blah, 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 if you save a hundred whales, no one will say a word, but if you kill one, you're the enemy of the world. Gee, you usually use that analogy in a very different way, but... Well, it's <laughs> the same thing. It's like um, people often say thank you, mm. but it's it's not until s- someone goes out of their way or some people, like, go out of the way that, you know, because oftentimes people will message you and say, you know, I love what you do and you've changed my life and stuff like that. Mm. But sometimes it's just hard to grasp, um, like, how much it helps yeah. or, or like what that actually means. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like one person could say, you know, I don't like your program and you'll think about that all day. You'll be like, oh, you know, is something not right? Do we need – whereas if one person says, I love your program, it's changed my life, you're just like high five. Yeah. And like it, they don't carry the same weight. Yeah. However, when someone goes out of their way or some people, a group of people go out of their way and they did go out of their way, like that was – a production to put together like people dedicating their time to something i think then adds that same weight as a negative comment yeah if someone people say thank you all the time and it's not that it's unappreciated but no. i think it's human nature to, ma- to 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 make it difficult to take a compliment mm. you find it particularly as chicks like you find it like that's my job. That's what I have to do. And you find it hard when someone does give a compliment. It took us years mm. for you to be able to take a compliment off me. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, babe, sick gargle. And just for ages you just couldn't. <laughs> and I think it was – I think it's maybe a chick thing, maybe? Yeah. It, I th- I, you know what? Is it? I think it's probably a human nature thing. Yeah. Like you can't take a compliment. You can – Okay, that's wrong. You can take a compliment, but it's still kind of dismissed a little bit easier, I think. And even though this, like, even though the intent, like, those chicks have probably either once or more than once expressed how they feel. Absolutely. Maybe even more so than just a video, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, in words, thank you, whatever. And again, not that it's not appreciated, and keep doing it because it does always light you up with joy. However, when someone puts their time aside to go to that much effort for you, when you can see how much effort those chicks went to for no other reason than to bring a smile to your face and help show 
you know the value that you bring or yeah. how happy you make them and so they want to make you happy yeah i think it sh- it, it it weighs the same like yeah. you're like oh my god yeah it was um it's hard like it is so hard i feel like i'm going to cry again it's so hard to do you want should i should i cheer us up a bit <laughs> that's your fans babe are your fans keep going this one? What's this one doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just super hard to accept it when, yeah, you just do what you love and you can see the positive impact that it has on people. It's just hard to take on board that you've had something to do with changing their life. It's just, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of life changing, <laughs> keep uh, talking. I'll give you a minute just to gather yourself. So, uh, during because I posted the I posted your video because you weren't going to post it. You posted the <laughs> yeah. you posted the video of the chicks and you sort of spoke about it. And then I was like, "Are you going to post your response? Like not response, your reaction rather, yeah. your reaction video?" And you're like, "Oh no, whatever." I was like, "Bro, I'm going to post it then. I've <laughs> yeah. got a huge following on social media, and so now I have the power to post this video." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I posted it for you and I've been getting um, like a lot of responses as well, like a lot of, you know, how the chicks feel and how what impact you've had and all that sort of stuff. And it is, um, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. It, it still is. It's still, yeah, absolutely. It still is. I can't imagine how people... So there's people out there that um, impact millions of people, like yeah. have a positive, can positively impact millions of people, and I just can't imagine how they must feel. Yeah, like it's super overwhelming. Yeah, like you just, I don't know, like what the one of the main reasons why I started doing what I was doing was because I was like never involved in health and fitness. I was never involved in you know, remotely looking after myself, training, nothing. Like I didn't do sports at school. And when I made the decision to, I guess, change my own life, I was like, I feel like if I can do this, anybody can do this. Like that was just my, I was like, I was the laziest, unmotivated person on the planet who had zero interest in any, like I said, anything remotely healthy. And I'm like, wow, like literally if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm. And that's kind of like, I guess, where it, where the idea kind of stemmed from. And I was like, I really want to change the way people see their health and fitness. I want to, you know, make it fun. Um, not so much of a chore. Like, and it kind of just stemmed on from there until it, it did a complete, complete backflip from me. And then I had a really unhealthy relationship, which it, it can be all or nothing. I had that all or nothing mentality and it's all of a sudden it was super unhealthy because I was obsessed. And then I think it changed from there for me was like, okay, cool. You know, there are a lot of people that don't get recognition that are obsessed with health and fitness and that can be extremely unhealthy physically and mentally. And people sometimes praise them, you know, like that's where um, what are, you know how people like, are like, oh, hustle, hustle, hustle mentality, grind, grind mentality, which I once upon a time praised as well. And now I'm like, that's not anything. That's not a badge of honor. Hustling and grinding is not a badge of honor. Living your life because it's short and finding that balance, whatever balance means to you, 
is more important and it's not until you go through all of those different moments in your life that you you realize I guess you don't know what you don't know it's not until you go through something that you can then make a decision and go oh that was a bad decision or that was a good one you can rarely listen to someone's feedback and take that on board and go oh no I won't do that because blah blah said you kind of need to find out for yourself so a lot of these ladies have been through the ringer. A lot of these ladies have done every single um, program, extreme approach on the planet, have, you know, really spent a large proportion of their life not living it, you know, restricting, missing out on things, being miserable. And then to see them on the other side of it and express it in a way that means so much to me more like I didn't realize how much what they did meant to me until I saw it you know like a, I am somebody that you know they talk about um, love language I'm not somebody that the gifts is one of them I'm not somebody who can accept gifts very well like that's not my love language my love language is quality time and also secondary to that is words of affirmation and that just what they did for me their time and their kind words impacted me more than I think that they will know and it was funny because even I got a message from one of the girls last night and and she was like, I actually don't think that you and Brad know how much you guys mean to us. And I was like, you know what, maybe we don't. We love what we do. We get up every day. We can see the impact that it has on people's lives, but maybe truly we didn't actually know how much it means to them. So... I think that's why I still get so emotional and some of the girls messaging me even this morning and obviously this podcast guys is the first time we've ever recorded on podcast day so this podcast is live we've recorded it today you're going to hear it today Mm. um but they were even messaging me this morning because the story is still up and they're like oh it makes me um that made me teary watching and I'm like I can't re-watch my stories because it actually makes me teary watching it again. Like, it's just nuts. I'm still in shock. Even after it happened, Brad kept saying to me, like, every five minutes, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, I was fine. Like, it wasn't sad. It was happy, but just overwhelmingly happy. And um, it took a while to process that someone, or it's not someone, but a group of ladies could do something so impactful for me. Yeah, you definitely fucked my Christmas present that I got for Ash because it doesn't look good now. <laughs> I know what my Christmas present is, remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I don't – it's funny. I, you guys have no idea how much, um, how much it means to me or how much it, it meant to me and still does. So, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I promise I won't cry on another podcast. Now, part of the um, part of the messages that I have gotten because I get some too, and chicks like I oh, yeah, tell Ash she's awesome, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, and, cool. Ash and awesome. so, oh, I can't remember who it was something. Someone was like, you know, relationship goals or whatever, or something like that, you know. Mm. And I'm like, it's not all, um, you know, it's not all lipstick and butterflies. Lipstick and butterflies. Rainbows and butterflies. I think it's rainbows and butterflies. It's not all rainbows and butterflies over here, like we do argue too. Yeah. And I, and literally just before we got on this podcast, I was having a go at you. 
<laughs> so I thought we should just share our most recent argument. <laughs> you better. I don't know if it was an argument. It was just you were having a Suki Lala moment. That's an argument, isn't it? And I just go. I actually laughed at you. Yeah. Didn't I? Is yeah. that how our argument went? Yeah. So Brad said, "I'm you set up the podcast equipment. I'm going to go to the toilet. I'm going to take a shit. Yes. And yeah. I was like, all right, no worries. So I did it all. And I actually, because I know it really shits him when the cords are all tangled, I actually untangled all of the cords and made it all pretty and had everything ready. And I was even sitting at the table when he came out. And I'm like, yeah, I nailed this. Well, I'm in there having a shit and living my best life and – Okay, so it's time to get personal. <laughs> Anyone that's still wiping their ass in 2021 or if you're listening to this in 2022, anyone that's still wiping their ass with toilet paper, you're living in the past, all right? There's a new invention. It's called flushable bum wipes. Uh, I didn't create this invention. However, it did occur to me about nine years ago when I was wiping poo off Casey's bum. I was like, this seems like a really efficient way to move remove poo from the bum hole and so I gave it a try and I was like this is a super efficient way of removing poo from the bum hole like there's no other spot on your body that you could have poo and it would be okay to use paper to get rid of it <laughs> like if you got poo in your hand yeah would you just get a paper towel and just like dust it off and go all good no and shake someone's hand yeah there's still no. residue there's still residue anyway so Ash will often take my bum wipes and use them for makeup removal. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So sometimes, so every day. So, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, put the bum wipes back because if I'm sitting on the toilet, I can't get to the bum wipes without standing up and smooshing poo between my bum cheeks. <laughs> and Which is why I laughed when you <laughs> walked out. And so I've, I'm sitting on the toilet. I've got to, an option. I've got a decision to make here. Either old school paper towel it. Or, you know, toilet, toilet paper it, old school. Or stand up, smush poo between my bum cheeks and do the, the shuffle, the duck shuffle. Hope no poo falls on the ground. Get the bum wipes. From the sink. From, from the, the sink, the basin. Shuffle back and take care of business. And I'm looking at the toilet paper <laughs> and I'm looking at the bum wipes getting frustrated. I'm like, grr, I told you, like I literally... The day we left for camping, I was like, bro, if you're going to use my bum wipes for your face, can you, <laughs> number one, use fresh ones, not my old used ones, and number two, can you put the bum wipes back, bro? This is ridiculous. And you're like, of course, honey, I'll definitely put them back. And then, of course, honey, definitely did not put them back. Anyway, so after the 6,000th time it's happened, I'm like, oh, and so I go, all right, I'll just stand up and I'll get it. I can feel the poo smudging to my bum cheeks as I get it, which actually I did want to talk about that too, actually. I don't think I've shit myself this year. <laughs> you are so gross, bro. What? Can you keep talking? <laughs> so you smooshed your bum cheeks, you got it. And yeah, and so that was our most recent. I came out here and I'm like, bro, put the bum wipes back. I just had to do the poo walk, the duck poo walk to get the bum wipes off the basin, put them back. So we do argue. <laughs> is the point I'm making. We're not perfect. I feel like people will be like, that's not an argument because then I turned around and laughed at you and I was like, <laughs> of the look on your face and I was like, come on, let's do the podcast now. Yeah, so that's that. So that was, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough, tough gig arguing with you. Yeah, I know. But yes, y- yeah, 
you haven't shit yourself this year. I know. What I don't think I have. No. It's a good year. It's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Does any everyone else shit himself? No, no one does. Except for men. And I don't (laughs) understand. There was a podcast I was listening to. It might have been Joe Rogan. I'm sure Joe Rogan recently said that he has shit himself several times. And I'm like, really? Maybe what is wrong with you people? Maybe it was um uh, Mark Bell. Maybe it was a Mark Bell Power project. It possibly. Poss- possibly. <laughs> Someone said it and I was yes. just like mortified, if I can be honest, mortified. Yeah. But I think it's a you thing, babe. I think this is a you thing because, all right, the cat's out of the bag, right? This is, this is I'm telling everyone. Oh, God, here we go. This is like a, a real vulnerable <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> I have not heard you fart ever. Yeah. And Ash claims she doesn't fart. Now, Kim Jong Un, who is the is, do they call it? Does he call himself a dictator? Is he a king? Is he the president of? I don't know. I think isn't he the, the king? Korea. I think I he, doesn't he call himself a king. I'm I, not look, sure. I don't, I've got no idea. I don't know. I don't know. But he claims he hasn't got a bum hole, right? What? Ev- you didn't know that? No. Yeah. So he tells people, "I don't have a bum hole. I don't poo." Get out of town. I'm ninety nine percent sure. I'm pretty sure that's what he's. No, not. I'm pretty sure he hasn't got a bum <laughs> hole. I'm sure he has a bum hole. But I think he just he gets to say I don't have a bum hole, and you just have to respect that and not argue. Because if you argue, then he'll kill you. Well, I don't know what happens. Something <laughs> negative. Far. Something, something not good. Something bad. Maybe like, do they have the social thing over there where you have a social? Yes, um, isn't it? Me- um, is it North Korea? And they is that what that he's North he's Korea, him, right? Yes, and they do. They have like a, a several tiered society. Tier. Yeah, where it's like one to seven or something. something. It's not even a two tiered society. And don't they just kill oh, the, if look, you're a level one? They kill you. Like we don't like you, so they just kill you. Look, that's a bold claim. And if Kim Jong Un is listening to this. I don't know anything that Ash is talking about. <laughs> she sleeps on the passenger side of the bed. All right, <laughs> the I don't know passenger side of the bed. Yeah, do I? Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. Okay, <laughs> yeah, right. Look, I don't know. I look to be honest. I try to stay off. Are you well, okay? I just got. Well, I'm wearing. I normally turn all this off before the podcast because we're on holiday. I was like, you know what? Let's roll the dice. I just got a message on my Apple Watch. Replied to your story, nah, you guys are changing lives. That is the fucking best. And we are also incredibly grateful. See, I get some you get I get some of your love too, bro. Bro, you're entitled to the love too. Yeah, so, but yeah, so I don't in, know. So in seventeen years <laughs> I haven't heard Ash fart, smelled it, anything once. And I've tried to catch her out. I've put um what's it called like lacta- lactate <laughs> stuff in her food. Like <laughs> I've tried, bro, laxatives. And I have never heard you fart. I've never smelt you fart, not once in 17 years. Now, you claim you don't fart, right, which I think is a, like you've got a dictator trait. You've got some kind of – pretty soon it's a sh- like it's a small step from there to like we have to have a picture of you up on the wall and if it's dusty, you go to jail, right? Yeah. I think we're not too far from there. And this is where I think the issue is because – if you can believe it, I do fart, right? A I, what? I don't know if you've ever heard me fart or not. You should come over after cheese pizza and then you'll have your eyebrows well, raised. I'm the type of person that will get in a lift with ten strangers and just let one rip. <laughs> like, it's disgusting. There's a problem. Yeah. You have a digestive issue. Yeah, I know that. It's but like I a, don't. It's like a lactose <laughs> issue for the most part. And then, I don't know, I think it's pretty normal. I think if you're not farting, there's something wrong with you internally. I just have a very healthy gut. 
I don't ha- I don't get wind. So this is what happens. <laughs> you just go to like I don't go. Oh, I think I need a poo. Squeeze. Yes, poo came out. I did need a poo. That's not what happens. I go. Oh, I need a fluff. And because you fluff so regularly, and it's just fart. It's never poo, and it's only you know if you fart five times a day, that's fifteen hundred farts a year. That's a lot of farts, and, and, and you don't shit yourself once. You've got a lot of confidence in your bum hole. Like you're, you're like, yes. And, and, and particularly a few of those 1,500, you might be like, ooh, I better not fart because that doesn't feel good. And you go for a shit and you're like, ooh, lucky I didn't fart. So you build the confidence level up that you are aware of what's happening. And then you just get caught out, bro. You'll be like, it's just a normal day. I need to fart. And you're like, that was poo. <laughs> that was terrible. Remember we're in I, Sydney and it happened and I was like, lucky we're uh, in Sydney because I've got my bag in the back. I just said to our friends, I said, oh, guys, just give me a sec. I just shit myself. I just have to go. <laughs> I, just I have to go get changed. I'll be right back. I just have to just shake my head and laugh because it's still, I just, I'm like, how? I just don't, like, honestly, my brain's just like, that's impossible. That can't happen. What do you mean? It's fu- yeah, that's because you don't fart. That's why. Because <laughs> I don't have a bum. And then I'll squeeze out a fart and you're like, you're doing it wrong. You're not meant to squeeze it yeah, out. you push it out. Yeah, and I'm like, look, two things, lovely lady. Number one, <laughs> if you claim you don't fart, how do you know what I am or am not meant to do? And number two, if I don't squeeze it out, it just stays in there forever. You've got to get it out. <laughs> you do not feel like people are going to have some things to say about this. All right, well, let us know. Reply in the comments below. <laughs> Reply to Brad's Instagram because yeah. I don't want to know. Do you want to? Um, do you want to get in the questions? Yeah, why not? Do you want to like stop it and check it worked, or do you just want to dry dog it and just? Oh look, let's just dry dog it. All right. Are these hey, the quest- if it doesn't work, this is, we're not re-recording it. I okay. Got, I got Christmas shopping to do, bro. I still have to get a Christmas present for Secret Santa. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got we've got some Christmas shopping to do. And we might do train. that. The cleaners here today, so maybe we'll do it then. Yeah, good idea. Are you going to train today? Yep. Are I, you? I got a sore shoulder, but yes. You can do everything one-sided, one-shouldered. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't look. Doesn't look. Um, yeah, it, that was not an exciting look on your no, face. No, that's what I was hoping for. Um, do you want to ask first question? Would you like to give or receive? <laughs> can I? Um, I'm confused. Can I ask uh, the question? Yes, of course. Does that mean I'm giving? Yes. Okay. Um, Question number one. Suggestions for someone that's time poor. I'm in TWA but struggle getting my ticks because I'm so busy. Good question. There's no one answer for everybody because there's going to be people that fall into very, very different categories here. There's going to be the 99% group of people that are, I'm going to be honest, just not prioritising it. Doesn't mean for some people in that 99% group, they're still doing it right. They've just simply got other priorities that have to go at the top. Um, But a lot of those people just are not prioritising it. If I came and lived with a lot of these people, if I said, all right, cool, I'm going to move in with you for a month and you can live my lifestyle for a month and let's see if we can crack you into shape and see what happens. I would say such a huge portion of the time, you know, like when we don't have enough time, we sort of look at our day before and we go, all right, 
Monday is going to be a very busy day. Let's get up two hours earlier than we normally would. Then there's two hours more time to do the stuff that we need to get done. Now, I would say that's not all the time, but that's often. Oftentimes we'll pre-plan ahead. The next part of that is, so, so that's 99% of people. And I'll just quickly touch, there is going to be a 1% group of people that literally don't have time. Mm. There's going to be people that honestly are legitimately, they're like, you know what, Brad, I already do get up one or two hours early and that's just to live my life. I'm only sleeping five, six hours a night, I've got a thousand kids, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So yes, there's a group of people, a small group of people, the smaller group of people um, that literally just don't have the time. So do your best. Do what you can do, whatever you can commit to, something that's sustainable for you, and then hopefully over time it might become more of a priority or maybe some of your other priorities will reduce in, in importance. So like you might be a new mum and so you have to feed your new baby every three or four hours. You can't change that. However, over time those feeding windows might push further apart or, or, or reduce, you know, you, you don't have to clean the bum as often and over time you'll gain time because those priorities, okay, I don't have to wipe asses and tit feed for 17 hours Cold of the day. breastfeeding. So now <laughs> I have got more time. Mm. So, so that might happen. You know, people might not have a car. And, you know, like there's, there are going to be challenges. However, 99% of people, uh, it's a priority issue, not a time issue. Yeah, look, I... Is that a bit too harsh? No, look, yes and no. And the only reason I say yes and no is because I was watching Instagram an hour ago because that's what else do you do on holidays when you put your feet up? Mm. You just scroll through Instagram for a while. Anyway, scrolling through Instagram and there was a reel and it was like, you know how there's that that saying that goes, we all have the same 24 hours in the day? Mm. Now, this reel was suggesting that, no, we don't all have the same 24 hours in the day because we all have different levels of workload, Mm. commitments, all that kind of stuff, which I totally do agree. But I think that that quote or that saying we all have the same 24 hours in the day is not aimed at the person that actually is jam-packed for 24 hours Mm. in the day. The 1%. The 1%. That quote or that, that... whatever you want to call it, saying, is aim for the people that tell themselves that they don't have time, but they do. So your brain does one or two things when you when you uh, think of something. So for example, if you say to yourself, I don't have time, or you say to yourself, if there was a way, how could I make this fit? Two different things happen. If you don't have time, you're only going to see that you don't have time. You're not going to look for – your brain's not open to looking for space to fit things in. But if you change that around and say, if there was a way, how could I fit this in? Then you automatically start to look for pockets of opportunity, even if it's not – you know. And for example, it's training. You're like, I I just don't have time to fit in an hour training session every day. Well, if you swap that to, okay, I – at the moment, I don't have an hour that I can see, but how can I make something work here? Is it a half an hour training session? Is it, can I split up my training sessions 20 minutes, three times during the day or, or something like that? All of a sudden you start to look for opportunity. Have a look at your uh, entire schedule. If you are somebody that doesn't plan out your entire day, 
May, and, and you can't see pockets of opportunity right now to fit in things that are a priority or things that you wish were a priority to, to yourself and, and your schedule, then start planning out your day and looking for that, allowing several you know, moments to do things like, uh, you know, you're like, I've got to cook dinner, we'll do the washing, all that kind of stuff. Well, if you've just got all afternoon, if you come home from work and you've got all afternoon and you're like, I've got to wash, uh, you know, wash the kids, cook dinner, wash the clothes, tidy up. You're just going to literally take all afternoon to do that. But if you block out time and go, no, there's a half an hour that I have to cook dinner And then I'm going to allow a half an hour to wash the kids and a half an hour to do the washing. All of a sudden, instead of what probably would you would just spread out over five hours, you've taken up an hour and a half of your time and you've freed up three hours um, to do whatever. What's that? You Mm. said, what did you say to me? We spoke about this just We spoke about it, didn't we? Yeah, your jobs will expand to fill the amount of time that you have. Exactly. It's, so that's not the perfect it's way something to say like that. that. But, but if you've got a, a, a report that you need to write yes. and you've got five hours to do it, that report will take five hours. Exactly. If you've got one hour to do it, that report will take one hour. So that is the exact reason why having a schedule, which can cause people some stress, but if you're struggling for time and you do want to fit something additional in – that is going to be the best way or the most optimal way for you to actually make that happen. Because like Brad said, if you've got eight hours a day to finish a report or to clean the house, you're going to take bloody eight hours where it could potentially, cleaning the house, if you just did it top to bottom, it might take you two hours once a week instead of the eight hours for the whole day. Like what we've done nothing all morning virtually. And I could argue I don't have time. But it's, we're on holidays and we've planned to do nothing. I lost about 15 seconds having to poo waddle over to the sink and back. <laughs> and, you, and you brought a little bit of laughter to my morning, which was great. So, yeah, so I would, I would be looking for opportunities, looking for pockets of time, um, fitting in things that are a priority to you and, yeah, and going from there. That's, that's what I would be doing. Yep, I think you're totally right. But most people have got the time. Yeah. But it's just hard because most people will answer that with one or two. They either say we all have the same 24 hours, but there's a group of people that sort of don't. Like There is a group of people that are like, Brad, I literally work, you know, 18 hours a day, yada, yada, yada. But even still, you know what, like this is the other part to it and it's probably a harsh reality is that even the busiest people can still make time for things that are priority to them. Like you look at that Emil, right? Mm. He's like operates a four-hour sleep or whatever. Now I'm not saying go and operate a four-hour sleep and I'm not saying that that's the healthiest way but that's he does that because he enjoys that and not everybody else will. Mm. We run a business, we have got a child, we train, we we work freaking sun up till sundown, right? This is why we're taking two weeks holiday for the first time in three plus years is that we still make time for things that we like because it's a priority to us. So I think more importantly, doing something that or going along a path where you can actually enjoy what you do. And if it's not a priority to you, then be okay with that. Don't whinge about things that you're not willing to make time for, I think is important as well. Mm. Um, But also don't beat yourself up if 
you know, um, you're like, oh, I, I just, I'm not going to get up at five o'clock in the morning. That sucks. Like, you know, don't, don't, I think don't complain about it, but also, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, I think it's hard to talk about when there's so many different types of people. In different scenarios. You know, like mm. it's just, yeah, and it will trigger some people. And mm. I think if it triggers you, I think that's an important time to go, okay, well, why is it triggering me as well? Like just looking deeper. Anytime you get triggered by something like, like that, I think 100%. I think 100%. Yeah. Ask yourself why. Maybe what we're saying is wrong for you at the minute but yeah. you know what maybe you're the person that needs to hear it also exactly you know maybe it always comes maybe. from a pa- place of love too it's not like you're you're lazy it's it's definitely not that yeah. it's just like how can okay if there was a way how can we make this yeah, work for I, you i know you don't have time but if there was a way to do it what would that be yeah exactly i, I don't have to i know you don't have time i'm not saying to do it but if there was a way to do it yeah. what would that look like exactly. well i guess what i'd have to do is uh, it takes me an hour to cook. So if I got uh, microwave meals for three nights a week, that gives me three hours and I can train in those three blocks. Cool. Is the price similar? Yeah, probably. You know, those microwave meals these days, they're eight bucks or something a meal. It's probably pretty similar. Okay, there's your training. Those microwave meals, are they high protein and low calorie? Yeah, yeah they mostly are. All right. Well, now we're getting now we're getting protein, calories and a training just by slicing out three hours from cooking yeah you know what i mean like that's a simple a a really simple solution but all because you said or because you asked it differently exactly rather than i don't have that time you've sat there and said i know you don't have time but 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 if there was a way to make it work what would it be yeah there is no way i know there's not a way but if there was what would it be yeah and um the other thing i would just add on there is if your current lifestyle is uh Meal, strict meal plan, restrictions, training five, six times a week, yada, 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 then yes, that's going to be more challenging. The more that you've got in those, the more rules that you've got in that column, also that's going to be more difficult as well, which is why we train three days a week. I, I could probably get more gains by training four times a week. I've tried it before. I just can't stick to it because we, we do have a busy schedule. And we've got <clears throat> other priorities, and this is the balance for us. Mm. Yeah, so balance. Again. Yeah, the ba- the balance. Yeah, cool. You ready? Yeah. What are you doing, bro? I was going to have a look know. at the questions. No, you don't get to look at them. I get to ask. You ready? Okay. Uh, question number two: I have a family member that keeps making comments about my weight. Hopefully, they're positive comments. What I eat and not in a good way. Okay. And it's getting me down. Do you have any advice on how to deal with this? Yeah, actually, you know... You can get a new family easier. <laughs> just go, yeah, just go down to um, the park and hold a sign looking for a new family. Look, this happens so much more regularly than I would like to even say. Like, mm. it's ridiculous the amount of times that I've had um, a client say either a family member has said something like this or when I say something like this, something negative, something that's not in any way, shape or form, sorry, supportive, encouraging or positive, but also friends. And I, I'm i like, why? Why do people do this? Like it does get me 
frustrated that people that are trying their hardest to do something that's super sustainable for their future and they don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again and failing each time that then somebody comes along and says something that really takes the wind out of their sails because I know how much it hurts when you're really trying. Um, So I think at the end of the day, I think it's really important to realise that true friends, and I'm not going to say true family, like you can't choose your family, but family members, true friends and family members that are supportive, supportive and encouraging of you and what you've decided to do will never put you down. I, I, that, that's at the end of the day. And if, you know, once again, if you are triggered by this, maybe listen to what I'm about to say, is that if they do, if you have a friend or a family member that is persistent in putting you down and taking the wind out of your sails, it's not, you know, I'm not about to say it's because they're jealous or whatever, it's, it's generally because they know deep in themselves that they don't have what it takes to do what you're doing. They can't see themselves having that same get up and go that same drive and determination to do something that you're doing so what they do is that they'll generally put you down to bring you down to their level so I think firstly realizing that that is why people tend to take the wind out of your sails I think that it really helps just bringing awareness to that and realizing it's not you it's more about them and what they can't see themselves doing and less about you and your journey but I think the other part to it is genuinely expressing how you feel um, rather than just trying to fight back and go, but this, but that, that doesn't change people's mind because remember, they can't see themselves doing what you're doing. So I think just asking for their support, saying that this is what I've decided to do, um, it would mean so much to me if you would just support me and encourage me. I don't like it when you say X, Y, Z and just simply leave it at that. I think when you are genuine about something, when you're not reacting and you're not fighting, because that's only going to get their back up, it's important for you to to express how you genuinely feel. And I, I think that that's the best way to tackle a situation like that. I think you're right. Remember the old thing used to be that they're jealous or whatever? Yeah. And look, while I think that plays a role, I think that way of explaining it is better, is there's a group of people that they – deep down know they haven't got what it takes to do what you're doing. They might see that you're progressing. They might see that you're sticking to this. They might see that you're happy and they might deep down not have the tools at that point to also do that. Mm. And so they'll drag you down. I think another reason can be their expectations. Mm. So if a a lot of people have been through the yo-yo diet cycle Mm. and so an eight or 12-week program should have you losing five kilos 10 kilos 15 kilos something like that so if they see you doing something that you've been at it for eight weeks or 12 weeks and you haven't lost 10 kilos their expectations are you know maybe you've been saying i'm on this great journey it's working so well i'm really enjoying it and they're like well hang on a minute why haven't you lost 10 kilos yet Mm. so what are their expectations set at and so i think education in that space you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and so they may simply just not know it which the reality is most people don't know it yeah you know yes you can lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks but how long you been on that diet yo-yo for is it really 10 weeks or has it been 10 years yeah and have you not only not lost those 10 kilos but you've actually gained that back plus more 
So if you've been dieting for your whole life, their expectations may be set that, you know, 10 kilos, 10 weeks, well, you should be weighing zero kilos by now because you've been doing this for 10 years. Exactly. <clears throat> so I think just education around expectations. And then I think what Ash said, people that truly care about you will not say anything negative about it. And I'm going to give a blunt example here. Your cousin, yes, Jordan, yes, and his lovely wife, Kira, and yes. their beautiful baby, Yes. All just came up. Aloise, but with an A, not an E. Aloise. Aloise. They just came up. They stayed at our – they visited over the weekend and then they were here from Monday to Wednesday. They stayed at our place while we went. Now, Jordan, I would say since I've known him, has probably put on – I'm going to take a stab. He's probably put on 50 to 60 kilos Mm -hmm. since I've known him. Yeah. And I – you know how many times I've said it to him? None. Never, ever. I've never, ever once said anything – to do negative with his journey. Now, he does do some training. He does yep. some cardio class training. And it's not up to me. You know what? If you're enjoying it and you're getting out and doing it and you want to keep doing it that way and it's bringing you joy, you do you. Because we love them. And if that's what they love doing, then we should support them. Yeah. There would never be a situation unless it got to a point where I, if he put on another 50 kilos, I might think to myself, look, if he keeps going in this direction, he will get to such an unhealthy state that he won't be here for his little girl. Yeah. And maybe that would get me to a point where I'd say, mate, you weigh 200 kilos. This is potentially high risk for these diseases and I'm worried that you're not going to be here as a dad from yeah. one dad to another dad. Yeah. All we want is to watch our kids grow up and live as long as we can to watch our kids grow up. So in that situation, potentially, that could cause me to say something. Yeah. However, until that point, it's not, it's not on up to me and it would only be coming from a, a place of negativity, negativity or hate if I ever were to say something. We love them. They're fantastic people. We've travelled with them to Bali. They are such great value. There's nothing but but love. And for that reason, we've never had a negative thing to say about their comments, uh, about their, their about, about his um, physique or progress or whatever. So I would say if someone did say something negative about someone's physique, where is it coming from? Is it honestly coming from a place of love? If you've been doing something for 12 weeks or 10 weeks or 8 weeks and you haven't uh, gained a lot of body fat, mm. is it actually not working? Mm. Are they truly coming from a place of love? If you've gained 50 kilos and a lot of that is body fat and that puts you into uh, a very unhealthy zone and if a close friend or family member brought that up, then I do believe that's coming from a place of love. But I think even as you were saying that and the way, the way you just explained how you might actually bring that up in a situation like that is very different to what I hear these girls go through. So a yeah. lot of the comments are along the lines of, um, what are you doing? It's not working. Yeah. When do you actually start losing weight? Why yeah. are you eating so much food? You know, like that. those comments can be different to, hey – is there something that I can do to help you on your journey? Like you were just saying, yeah. you know, from a dad to another dad, I am, I'm a little bit worried, you know, let's sit down and let me help you work something out so that we can, that's very different. They're both very, very different and, ways. And I think that's the point. The 
point is if a close friend or family member is saying something to you in that negative context, yeah. then are they really supporting you or not? Either A, they're super worried and you've got a large amount of body fat to lose and they're worried you're going to die, or B, it is coming, potentially it's coming from that place of not necessarily jealousy but maybe maybe you know yeah. what i mean maybe it's their expectations you know maybe you can help educate them and say well i have tried the other way for 15 years yeah 15 years is how long i tried the other the other way i'm up to 10 weeks and so far i'm happier i'm gaining muscle i'm eating unrestricted my mindset has changed i've been consistent for the first time in 10 years i'm getting my green ticks i'm prioritizing this so although it might not physically look like it if we compare the last 10 years to this 10 weeks i've actually probably made more progress in 10 weeks than i did in the last 10 years because every time i lost it but then i gained it back again plus more plus more and then we had a chat about this i think if you were to think of your favorite influencer or fitfluencer or physique person or model that picture that you either currently or at one point thought I would love to have that dream physique Mm. you know like that's my dream physique message them and ask them how long they've been training Mm. message that person do it you know pick a person say it's Lauren Simpson just for example I don't even know how long she's been training but it's probably 10 to 15 years 10 years I reckon 10 years there you go uh, f- for men, p- like picture someone, whoever it is, Zac Efron, who, if it's a bodybuilder, yeah. you know, message them. Yeah. Uh, I bet you they've been training for at least 10 years. Consistently. Consistently. Not falling off the wagon. So three, three green ticks yeah. week in, week out for 10 years. On top of that, they've probably got a lot of these people probably have favourable genetics. Probably. Not all of them, but a very good portion of them probably have favourable genetics genetics so for someone like me that has unfavorable not zero genetics but unfavorable Mm. i'm going to have to do a little more and probably for a little longer than someone that i aspire to yeah and potentially if 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 i was aspiring to arnold schwarzenegger or something potentially i'll never even ever get there i will never ever get there there's nothing i could ever do to get there so i think expectations how long is it actually going to take to get now don't let that stop you because that just pushes that 10 years further and further away Mm. but it's very easy to look at someone that has your goal physique they're selling an eight-week shred and you put that plus that equals their physique Mm. oh all i have to do is just do what they're saying for eight weeks and i'm going to have my goal physique and you know what in some senses i've done it before and i have seen large amounts of weight come off but have you actually has it been eight weeks mm. how long have you been on that on that train for some chicks have been dieting their whole uh, call it adult life since mm. they were 13 14 mm. 15 yeah and you know they're 35 now mm. some, some chick, of them are older some chicks been dying for 20 years in some fashion mm. and they they still haven't does that make sense? Are they And as 20 years doesn't mean that they're any lighter. Like over 20 years because they've dieted so much, they actually end up heavier and heavier and heavier and it just keeps going. It's a spiral effect. Yeah, so that's not an eight-week shred. That's, you know, that's an eight year. If you've been at that for eight years, 10 years, 12 years, yeah. 20 years, it's not that, um, you know, expectations, education, you know, and, and is it coming from a place of love? Some people might be genuinely asking like, oh, I thought you're doing a new program. I expected to see you lose 10 kilos. What's happened? You might be able to help them. If you argue with them, most people won't listen. Yeah. But if you, you know, 
talk with, if you explain what you're doing and why you're doing it, people might be like, oh, where do I – this sounds too good to be true. Mm. Where do I find out about this? Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you, yeah, like you said, you're just helping educate more people so that we stop that mentality. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. All right, question number three. How can I cut back on cardio and avoid fat gain? Um, I think – how can I cut back on cardio and avoid fat gain? Okay, the basic answer to that question, so the easiest way to answer that is eat a muesli bar less a day. (laughs) Food is energy Mm. in, movement is energy out. The cardio that you're doing, your watch might tell you it's a 1,000 calories a day or your step tracker or your ring or, you know, your trainer might be telling you you're burning a 1,000 calories a day. Reality is most people through their manual cardio training are burning significantly fewer calories than what they're led to believe. It's difficult to put a number on what that is, but what I'm going to do is put a number on what that is. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to say just to give you just to give everyone a bit of a, a number in mind. Your 45 minute or one hour and one hour cardio training for an average female is probably burning 200 calories roughly. All right, now some people just crash their car, some people just yelling at me, someone's hitting their head on the windscreen like, no way, my watch <laughs> said I burnt 800. So just to break it down, yes, some people will burn a bit more, but you know what? Some will burn even less. So let's just pick that as a number. Let's say, and, and how I came up with that number was if an average TDEE, so the total amount of calories that you burn, you burn calories through, your cal- your body burns calories through four ways. Anything you eat, that's food. Think of that when you fill the car up with fuel, that's all you're doing. You're just guzzling from a nozzle. You're just pouring fuel. You're you're literally eating energy. It is literally what makes you go. The only difference is our bodies are so incredible, they'll run off nearly anything, whereas a car has to have a specific fuel. Yeah? So the biggest way you burn it is just literally keeping the lights on. BMR is about 60%. Uh, the next one is TEF, which is the thermic effect of food. So your body will burn calories by actually digesting. Like think of it like a factory. Yeah. So for that factory to run. The next way is your NEAT, which is like your non-exercise movement. So I'm shaking my hands around everywhere mm-hmm. now. Like what is unplanned movement? Then the last way is your cardio or your or your uh, planned exercise. And the planned exercise only burns about 10% of the calories. So if an average person is eating 2,000 calories per day and they maintain their weight on that, 10% of that is 200 so you're probably only burning about 200 calories. An average muesli bar is probably about 200 calories. You could literally stop eating a muesli bar a day and quit your cardio class and more than likely maintain your body weight to a degree. Yes. You know, I know there's some nuances there's always that <laughs> come with that, but that's effectively how you could cut back your cardio and avoid fat gain. Yes, exactly. That's a way to do it. That is a way to do it. Like Brad said, there's heaps of nuances. But I think, um, I mean, cutting, so, right, stopping cardio and cutting out some food obviously is going to have some negative health benefits on you as well. So Those muesli bars taste (laughs) great, bro. Like, you, you know, a part of longevity of life is movement and and exercising for health like there's so many benefits particularly to your heart but if you're at the point where I guess 
And I'm guessing this question's coming from a space of, look, I know that doing these cardio classes or doing excessive amounts of cardio is not getting me to the physique that I want, the physical outcome that I'm after, but I'm super scared on cutting back on the cardio because I don't want to get fat, but I know that I need to. And you're kind of like maybe toying between the two. And I think, you know, like if you are at the moment, if you're just purely only doing cardio classes or maybe, you know, you're running, okay, for example, and you're like, okay, well, I do want to switch over, but how do I cut back on that without gaining fat? Well, Don't forget that, yes, whilst you are running and if you were to switch over to strength training, that running is going to burn more calories in the moment. But as you start strength training, because you have come from potentially pure cardio, pure running, which isn't a strength building, muscle building exercise, it's the least efficient way to do that. If you switch over to strength training, your body will be prioritizing a lot of muscle growth as well. So not only are you going to be getting calorie burn from the exercise in the moment, whilst it's not as much as running, you will also get the benefits of as you grow muscle, as you're now feeding your body appropriately and you're allowing for recovery, the processes that your body goes through to actually not only just keep running and recovering from strength training, but also muscle growth as as an outcome, your body does burn more calories uh, automatically from that well, from those processes as well. So I think that's really important to to take into consideration. Now, if you're doing a combination of two, maybe you're doing strength training and you're doing a bit of cardio, you know you need a little bit of you know, extra recovery, you want to, you want to cut back that cardio is just to do it slowly. Let's say you run twice a week. Uh, you maybe run for an hour twice a week. Cut that back to running once a week for for an hour or even twice a week for half an hour and replace the rest of your rest of that time with maybe walking for now until you get to a point where you just slowly cut back cut back and you can eliminate it all there's also nothing wrong with you replacing your total time of intense cardio with walking as well like that's going to serve you in so many positive ways you're still getting that um, cardio heart health you're getting me- the mental benefits from that you're getting like a lot of decompression time f- through work through working uh, walking sorry which is kind of like has that same meditation style effect if you're not somebody that does that so there are benefits to to switching over to that whilst you know maintaining your strength training as well and the only thing I would add um, is um if when you say cut back on cardio and avoid fat gain, are you using cardio for your main, uh, you know, fat prevention of fat mm. gain? You know, so if you're, um, if if the sole re- you know what cardio is good for, cardiovascular health. Yeah, it's not fantastic for fat loss. It's not. It's a short term uh, band aid solution. However, it's not a sustainable method because your body will adapt. If you start running five kilometres and you burn 200 calories during those five kilometres, your body will get better at that. It will say, I don't want to expend 200 calories. I want to become more efficient. And it will. You'll burn 190 and then 180 and then 170. And so that five kilometres, you'll either have to run it faster to exert more calories or you'll have to go longer eventually you get to a point where you physically can't run faster or you can't run longer 
you you know you're training for two hours a day seven days a week so using cardio for fat loss from the start is not an ideal method and i would say it's an unsustainable method for 99.99 percent of people there's some extreme genetic outliers that can sneeze and lose weight you know but there's also some genetic that can look at a muesli bar and gain weight type Mm. of thing so i would say why are you using it to start with are you have you been trapped in that diet yo-yo cardio cycle and you're trying to get out of it in which case exactly what ash said is exactly perfect start um, start if it, if the goal is fat loss and sustainable fat loss, then resistance training has showed over and over to be the most sustainable, effective method, medium and long term for that. Um, however, if it's just something that maybe you haven't considered it, and so maybe you should. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Agree. New me, new year, new you. <laughs> uh, all right. Question number three. Oh, question number question four. Number four. <laughs> like we've got numbers. Oh, why don't you include meal plans in your programs? So question that still comes up a lot is about meal plans. When that, particularly as people start to realise that there's a new program coming on, one of the main questions is, um, do I get a meal plan? And whilst, yes, you do get assistance with meal planning, the main reason why I don't include meal plans in any of the programs is because A meal plan is essentially a one-size-fits-all and the programs, both Train With Ash and FLFM, both of them are programs that are easily adjusted or customised to you and your goals and your lifestyle and having a meal plan doesn't allow you to A, learn how to handle your own nutrition. Effectively, you're being shoved in the boot of my car while I drive you around the Gold Coast, which you're not learning how to get anywhere by doing that. So that's one part to it. But the other part to it is we're all so different. What I eat for dinner, you might turn your nose up and think it's absolutely disgusting. Well, if I put that on a meal plan, how long are you going to stick to it? So essentially, including a meal plan is only setting you up for failure in my opinion and I get that there's going to be some people listening going no I I work so well with meal plans well learn from me how to create your own meal plan write one that you like and cook that over and over again every day I think it's important to understand and learn how to plan your own nutrition because last week we're out at Kuroa Beach Club for the first time ever and Brad and I walked away and he's like what would happen today if I was on a meal plan and I'm like well you'd either have and we spoke about this with Jordan and Kira on the weekend actually is like okay well if you're out a couple of things happen one is you just go screw it and you just eat and drink everything and just write today off and start again tomorrow which Monday all Monday. All the 1st of January. <laughs> all the 1st of January, right? Or you go and you don't eat or drink and you're miserable and you feel left out and you're just drooling over everyone else's salty margaritas and chicken sticks, which is what we had. That could happen. Um, or you turn up with your Chinese container of food, which is no different feeling to then just not eating at all. So all of those options have a negative effect one way or the other. They all result in guilt, I can't do this, all or nothing mentality and just pure feeling of just yuck, like it's just not a nice feeling. However, if you learned how to handle your nutrition and plan that into your day, 
then you've got the best of both worlds. You're actually able to have it's it's not memories over macros and I don't I don't love that saying because I'm like why can't you have both of them because you absolutely can we went out for lunch probably four times last week and we were still able to hit our targets hit our goals and have both we were able to have the drinks and the chicken sticks and and train and we're able to hit our calorie goal and our protein target easily without any stress whatsoever but that wouldn't have come if I had a meal plan in front of me, that only comes from me learning how to plan my nutrition and be flexible with it. And then me then teaching you how to do exactly the same thing without it being super overwhelming. I know a lot of people steer away from tracking calories or macros or whatever, because they think that it's really, really hard. And it can be, you can make it really hard and you can make it really, really easy. Making it hard is if you've got a protein target, a carbohydrate target, a fat target, you've got a calorie target that you need to hit every day, it becomes overwhelming. And then you can also get in a really negative mindset of like, oh my God, I went three grams over on my carbs, or I'm now 50 calories over on my ca- on my calories. Like it can get really, really challenging if you approach it like that, which is the opposite of what I do. So um, we have a calorie target, which is actually a weekly budget rather than a daily budget and a protein target. Carbs and fats, they fall where they fall. As long as at the end of the week, you fall within your calories and you meet your daily protein target, all of a sudden, things things are really, really easy. And yeah, that's something that I teach you guys how to do in both Train With Ash and uh, the Fat Loss Forever Method. I do provide like a, I guess, a sample way on how to plan out your day. But then also you've got that, but then that's where questions come in. When you've got questions of like, oh, I'm struggling with this. Um, I'm thinking of doing this. What would you recommend? And then that's where I can recommend you take a certain path that suits your lifestyle. And then you go, oh, okay, that makes so much more sense. Thank you. Now I know exactly what to do. And you never have the problem of not understanding or, or falling into that category of like, oh, it's, you know, I'm fine with my training, but it's just my nutrition. <laughs> Wow, you really stopped all of a sudden there. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the best time of year to answer this question. You're right. This is because I think that even we get um, like so used to doing it this way that I reckon I've asked you 10 times in the last three weeks, what would you do if you're on a meal plan now? Yeah. Because I, I just keep trying to relight that fire of like – this time of year, it's nearly – all you see out there is people go, don't track during Christmas, don't mm. be on a diet in Christmas. And while, look, I agree with that for a lot of it, if you're on a 1,200-calorie diet, Christmas is not the best time for that. But I'm like, you can kind of have both still. Mm. Like you can – you know, if you're dieting on 2,000 calories and it's flexible, you just have to hit your protein and your calories. I'm doing it. Exactly. And if I can do it, I can – uh, tell you a lot of other people could too and not only can you do it but learning that way then gives you the ability to stay that way exactly legitimately we ate out four times last week mm. Le- a- unplanned yeah one was at the movies one was at that carob carola beach club we didn't plan that i was just like we finished the movies it was around the corner we're like you know what let's just go check it out with a couple of cocktails couple of chicken sticks you know, and still hit our protein and still had a cal- hit our calories. Meal plans, 
can seem like a good stepping stone. It would be like being 16 and going, all right, you can either get your license or um, I can give you, t- you know, $10,000 of Uber credits. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the time you might go, you know what, I've no idea how to drive a car. This seems so complicated. How about I just catch Ubers everywhere? Mm. Ubers are great until they're not. Mm. Their time comes that you're like, ah, oh, it's effort. I'll just, you know, steal exactly. a car. So <laughs> I feel like it doesn't get to that point, but I get what you mean. Like it's not a sustainable method. Exactly. Yes, there is a very small group of people, maybe like bodybuilders uh, doing their 12 or 16 weeks leading up to a show. You know what? They have already committed to no social events. This is extremely important to me. I am prepared to give up everything over there for this physique that I want at that time. And a meal plan actually might make it easier. It might take stress away from them, might Mm. take pressure away from them. An athlete, like a 0.01% athlete, like Mm. the best of the best of the best, they may find that an MMA fighter fighting the UFC might find that it's added pressure. I don't know what I feel like, how am I going to get enough of the right stuff. They might find that during their 12-week fight camp leading up to a fight that a meal plan could actually take pressure away. But again, they have made that conscious decision to give up 99% of their life for this 1% chance of winning. So for people in that category, yeah, sure, you have already shown the resilience to become incredibly good at what you're chasing. So we know that you're not going to be at Cheryl's on a Saturday afternoon and go, fuck it, I'm just going to go bananas. You're not in that category. You are the person that will not be at Cheryl's because you either are going to be training or you won't put yourself in that environment because you're aware that it could overtake you. For the other 99.99% of us general population, us normal people, you, you either can only knock out of Cheryl's so many times before you just give up or you'll be like, I'll just go and have one drink and then just bananas, you know? One, yeah. dr- one drink can lead to bananas. So just one more drink. Just one no more, more then no more. <laughs> so ask yourself every time you're out, you're like, like you see people eating out of Chinese containers and I'm like, you don't have to do that, dude. Like you don't – I know – and oh, I don't mind. You know what? But you could eat this satay chicken stick. You could drink this margarita and you could still, not only could you still get that physique you're aiming for, there's more chance you're getting it on this side because your restriction is very likely going to lead to an all or nothing and you're going to binge on the other end. It's a 10-year diet, bro. You've How long have you been trying to get there? Totally. You know, it's funny that you say that. Like when you just said, oh, you know, you've got your Chinese container. What are you doing, bro? I don't mind. That was me. Yeah. I didn't mind. Yeah. I do have a resilient personality. Yeah. I do have... I do have that type of personality that when I say I'll do something, I'll do it. I don't – I say it because I said I was going to do it kind of thing. And it's funny because actually just going off topic yesterday, I noticed Casey's got that. Yesterday, Brad bought chocolate baubles and they fell off our tree. And we had so say what a chocolate bauble is. People might not know. Oh, like, you know, the baubles on your Christmas tree. Well, you can – Brad got marketed to on Instagram and some – company out there is making chocolate made like edible baubles that you hang on your tree they got sprinkles on the outside you crack them open and in the middle they've got snakes alive and um oh they're not killer pythons they're not killer pythons because they are one color not multicolor. anyway so 
they're on our tree and we live on the Gold Coast, so it's bloody hot. And, well, turns out that they lasted about a week, I reckon, yeah, and, and then, then they fell off the tree. Two, two fell off within 10 minutes of each other. There you go. So, so the, the hanger stayed up there, but the bauble detached from the... From the hangar. Yeah. Must have just been... They are heavy. They were super heavy. Anyway, fell off. Brad put them away and he's like, oh... I put him in the fruit bowl. <laughs> he put them in the I fruit bowl. I didn't know where else to... I was like, do I put them in the fridge? What do I... Well, we had planned to eat them on Christmas Day. Mm. And um, yesterday, Brad decided to crack one open and eat it today. And he said to Casey, do you want it? And he's like, no, I'm eating it on Christmas Day. I said that. And Brad must have tried 10 times. He's like, no. So when I say I'm that personality, when I say something, I'll do it. Now, I used to be that person that would have um, a meal plan and take my Chinese container to people's houses. I remember doing it to parties, Billy and Crystal's house, taking my Chinese container. And I was the type of person that I don't even need a microwave. Like I will eat my chicken and rice cold. And I said, I didn't mind, but you don't know what you don't know. You feel like you don't mind because behind in that subconscious, it's, it's like, if I don't eat like this, then the end result is I'm not going to achieve my goal or I'm going to get fat. And then you start to feel guilty. Doing that and thinking that it's okay and that you don't mind is also unhealthy. So I think I just encourage you to think about that when you're like when you're saying I don't mind that what is your actual subconscious beliefs about what will happen if you don't do that. So uh, yeah, I think it's really important to be able to learn how to plan your nutrition and be super flexible because there is another side to life out there. Yeah, and not only uh, is it possible for you to get to your goal, whether yeah. it's fat loss, muscle growth, whatever, yeah. there's a high chance that you won't get there with the meal plan. Totally. There's like such a high chance that you will fall off the wagon. Absolutely. A, a, because a, a greater chance. Yeah, there's a higher chance yeah. that your meal plan will lead to that. Absolutely. Because, because it's just so restrictive. It's like having to catch an Uber everywhere. Might seem easier at the time, but if you put in that time learning how to drive, you got freedom. Totally. You can leave Cheryl's pool party after one drink if you want to. Mm. You can you can do what you want, when you want. You don't have to, oh, there's no Ubers for an hour. Oh, you know, the Ubers yeah. are triple the price. Sooner or later, Ubers do will get to be, you know, yeah, restrictive. Absolutely. Restrictive. Last question. Last question. All right. Where are we? Question number five. I haven't read these questions. <laughs> what do you do when you've tried reverse dieting and cutting and it hasn't worked? Honestly, this is so... This is so easy. There's only there's one super super simple answer to this. Hire a coach. Totally. Doesn't matter who it is, doesn't have to be Ash Lane, but yes, it does have to be Ash Lane. <laughs> Hire yourself a coach. If you've tried reverse dieting and you've tried cutting, so I'm gonna say fat loss phase or a deficit, and it hasn't worked, then you haven't done it right. Yes. And the reason you haven't done it right is because you simply just have not um, gone through the process. Yep. Get yourself an expert. Get yourself someone that specialises in what it is that you're trying to achieve. And not only will you get there, I can't remember the number, but I'm sure you get there. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, was it 85% uh, quicker? And so, uh, look, most. Uh, that I, I don't know about the percentage, but I have seen the ones that say um, a five year journey on your own is cut down to six months if you're under the guidance of an expert. Yes. That's, you know, done what you're trying to do a million times over. And, and I can't stress enough how 
like the reality of that. The reality yes. of having an expert would be like trying to learn how to drive a car without anyone helping. Yes, exactly. Versus having someone show you what to do. Like yeah. if you had never been in a car and yeah. someone's like, now Ash does give away an absolute ridiculous amount of info in that five-day Fat Loss Forever Challenge. Yep. The reality is um, there's a small percentage of people that will be able to do it on their own. And the reason for that is because you just get self-doubt. Yep. You get to a certain point and you're like, is this meant to be happening? Is that meant to be happening? I'm not sure if this is right. What do I do here? What do I do there? And that's where having someone where you can bump that past and say, hey, my weight went up 500 grams today compared to yesterday and I'm freaking the fuck out. What should I do? Having someone there to be able to say, that's totally normal. You know, did you have a shit today? No, I haven't shit today. Well, it's probably (laughs) shit. When you do have a shit today or tomorrow, whenever you have your shit, use bum wipes and use my discount code. (laughs) Having someone just to be able to say, is this normal? Having someone look at your data and say, this is trending in the right direction. Because we can't interpret data. If, you go to, you know, you go to a hospital and someone's um, hooked up to one of those machines yeah. and there's like five different bleep, bleep. We kind of look at the the spot, like the bleep, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the heart, right? But, you know, then there's also other lines and stuff on there. Yeah. Can you imagine having a heart trouble, going to the hospital, hooking up to the machine and the doctor goes, you're going to have to work this out yourself and he leaves? Yeah. You're like, hang on a minute, is this all normal? Is it meant to do that? What's that line mean? It's kind of like that, whereas if the doctor's there and you're like, what's that mean? And he's like, that's normal. That's this. What's that mean? Oh, this is normal too. You know, you might freak out if there's not totally. an expert there. Ash has got one-on-one coaching. It's the best program on the planet for female fat loss. Um, two things. One, the group fills up every single time. This group is going to be smaller again. Number two, uh, it is uh, some people will not be able to fit it into the budget. They won't be able to justify um, the price of it. So there is a second program, which is Train With Ash. If you can't get into FLFM or if it's full or you just simply can't, um, justified in the budget, jump in a train with Ash. Yeah, I think um, I think exactly what Brad said, but also, and this is, you know, for a smaller percentage of people, going through a reverse diet and a fat loss phase may not have, you may not get to where you are visually looking. So you might have this idea in your mind and you're like, oh yes, I and like this ideal kind of physique and you're over here and in your mind you can see yourself over there and you're like, okay, all I have to do is go through a reverse diet and a fat loss phase and then I'm going to end up at that that end result. Like that's your expectation. And I can't tell you how many times that expectation doesn't meet up. And Holly, ba- I was just trying to look for it, but I couldn't find it. Holly Baxter did an amazing post. I don't even know, not that long ago, probably within the last month to two months, she did a post and she was, it was something along the lines of, I, it infuriates me when people say that a reverse diet doesn't work or something like that. And she was like, many people will go through a reverse diet, increase their calories, 300 calories. And they think that, you know, over a period of say 10 to 12 weeks, and they think that that's enough for them to go into a fat loss phase. But the reality is they've been dieting for t- for 20 years. And she's like, 
that 10 to 12 weeks is nowhere near enough time to repair the damage that 10 to 20 years of dieting uh, the or the impact that 10 to 20 years of dieting has had on you and your metabolism. So if you're not where you want to be after 10 to 12 weeks, that's because you've spent the last 10 to 20 years putting yourself in the position that you're in. And it's oftentimes that you go through a reverse diet and you are expecting or at least hoping for massive fat loss when the reality is that is not the expectation of a reverse diet. It's to repair the damage that you have you know, done in yo-yo dieting your whole entire life. So spending even 12 weeks to six months reverse dieting might even just just scrape the surface of getting you into a position where you can actually diet again. And even going into a diet or a a fat loss phase after that, you may not even see any meaningful progress until you get into your second reverse diet. And I think a lot of a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, that's too long. That's, you know, that might even take me a year. And you're saying that I'm not going to have this shredded physique that I can visually see in my mind. Well, the, the reality is like Brad said, it's not a year. Like you have been doing whatever you've been doing for the last 10 years, 20 years. You've been going around in circles. If this process takes you one year in comparison to what you've been doing in the past, isn't that, isn't that worth it? Yeah, but I lost this 10 kilos before, but then... Actually, and I've had, I've had this conversation with people and that has been the response of someone before. And I'm like, yeah, but then. So yeah, you've lost it, but then what happened? Oh, oh I got I busy, put- Christmas came up. I'll put it back on. Well, then, no, if that's the case, if that's your answer, and this is where the girls with the but now singlets came in, because if that's your answer, oh, yeah, I lost it, but then I put it back on, wouldn't you rather be the but now girl? I lost it, and look at me now. Mm. I've actually been able to keep it off, or for the first time in my life I've stayed consistent, or for the first time in my life I've gone through Christmas and I have not felt segregated, I've felt included, I've been able to eat what I want, and I've been able to maintain my weight without actually gaining the Christmas kilos that I usually do. Christmas kilos, I like that. (laughs) Like, doesn't that feel much better than going through Christmas and feeling guilty the whole time and going, I'll just worry about it next year. That's not the right attitude to have. What would Ash do? What would Brad do? Would we do that? No, you wouldn't catch me going, oh, screw it. I'll just wait till next year. Like that's not who I am. And you don't have to be like that either. If you lost those five kilos or 10 kilos or more, but then put it on again, then your diet didn't work for you. Because it wasn't sustainable. Because it wasn't sustainable. One last thing. Can't I just quickly do lose this five or ten kilos first no. and then and then <laughs> and then do your program? No, because haven't hasn't that been the same mentality that you've used for the last God knows how long? Like truly, how many times have you said that? I was if gonna it, quickly lose this ten kilos and then I'll do it your way. Losing weight's not the hard that losing weight's actually the easy part. Anyone can restrict themselves, lock themselves in a room and not eat and lose weight. Anyone truly, like if you think about it, if you're a couch potato and you eat whatever you want right now, if you start being really restrictive with your food, stop eating whatever you want and start doing cardio every single day, you will, the scale weight will drop. Okay. But as a trade-off to that, you will give up most of the things that bring you joy. Anyone can really do that for a a period of time. What are you doing? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was I was at the calendar. Oh, okay. Um, look, anyone can do that for a period of time. It's maintaining those results after they've gone. Why are you laughing at me? I was opening that to look at the calendar because I was thinking about is this our last podcast of the year? So when I was going to wrap up the podcast, <laughs> I had something to talk about, you know, to work out whether we'd do another one or not. And then Every- I, I wasn't listening to you. Yeah. I just heard like the tone of your voice change, like a roar. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's a question for me. I'm like, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. I'm going to have to, as long as the tone stays, I don't have to listen. I know I can just sort of nod and get away with it. Yeah. But as soon as it finishes with a ho, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I should have been I listening. Have to, I should have been listening. I'm going to have to answer a question here. And that was you saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was looking no. at my calendar. Look, like I said, anyone can lose weight, but the majority of people can't maintain it. And that's, that is, that's the biggest thing there. So if you're sitting there going, can't I just lose it first? Well, the truth is no, because... If that would have worked, if that was going to work, it would have worked yeah, by now. Exactly. The biggest change it, that will have to take place is not the physical one, but the mental one. The type of person that says, can I just lose that weight quickly now and then I can do it the right way after, that's not the type of person that you need to be to actually achieve your goal, hit your fat loss goal and keep it off. That's the type of person that yo-yos. Now, if that's you, don't worry. You can't just flick a light switch and become this new person. This new person is built through multiple weeks of slowly but surely incrementally changing habits. You don't have to go to a Tony Robbins and change, you know, a thousand habits overnight. All you have to do is get your green ticks and then slowly but surely you ch- your mindset will change, your habits will change and you will become the type of person to become – you need to become the type of person that's capable of achieving fat loss and keeping it off. You need to become that person. Otherwise, you never will achieve that goal and you're not going to become that person as long as your outlook is, can't I just quickly lose this 10 kilos? Because it's 100% training, 100% nutrition and 100% mindset. You have to include that mindset piece. No one wants it. You might think, Brad, I don't give a shit about your mindset. (laughs) I just want to lose this pouch, you know? Yes, guess what? The mindset could be the thing that not only stops you losing it but stops you ever losing it. And you don't have, once again, you don't have to go through multiple mindset courses or anything like that. Pick a good coach. It doesn't have to be Ash. I could probably name 10 coaches that will probably be able to get you that result. It doesn't matter which one you get, but get the right one. Get one that suits you. Get one that aligns with your values. If it says anything like if it's a challenge that you have to pay for, if it's a shred, if it's uh, anything like that is probably more than likely not the thing that's going to get you to your goal. If you sit down with a coach and that coach says, look, there's a chance this is going to take six months or longer, that's a hard sell, bro. If a coach is prepared to tell you that up front, that's a great sign straight away. That's a sign that they are not just trying to make a sale and Mm. just get you in and out the door. They are preparing you that if you want to change this, if you've been dieting for five years, 10 years, 20 years, your whole adult life, This might not be something that we can fix in eight weeks or six weeks or through yet another challenge. This is something that 
you might have to change your mindset on. You're going to have to become the type of person that's capable of that. What would Ash Lane do? What would Ash Lane order? What would Ash Lane, you know, any of those things? Exactly. I'm sitting on the couch right now and I don't feel like going to the gym. What would Ash Lane do? Well, I was sitting on the couch. We didn't feel like doing this podcast. No. Well, that's right. But why? We are doing it because we said that we were going to do it and there's no other reason. We could turn around and go, you know what? Uh, We're on holidays. I'd like, it can wait. It's okay. Mm. But no, we're doing it because of the reason we said we were going to do it. Yeah. And and you can, if you're there and you're like, oh, but I'm just not that person. I just, you know, if you're really digging down and being honest with yourself, you know, maybe earlier people might have been triggered by, you know, the, the earlier things we said and like you don't understand. If you've gotten to the point of the podcast and you're like, you know what, if I really, you know, tear back the layers, you know, fuck, that is me. And I don't know if I have got what it takes. Everyone has got what it takes. You know, when you look at someone like Usain Bolt, say, if I can do this, anyone can. Mm. No, motherfucker, you can't. He is genetically blessed like no one else on the planet and then has put in the hard work on top of that. Mm. So not everyone can be Usain Bolt, but you can be your own version of Usain Bolt. Don't let that be the reason that you don't start. And when I look at either Ash or I look at me, we could not be more ordinary people. Like we could not have been, we're totally normal, ordinary. Yeah. In you could argue we've got unfavorable genetics for physique-related goals. You know, neither one of us came from money background or anything like that, and we have been able to both hit our physique goals and even not having super business background hit our business goals as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we say if we can do it. if we can do it, you can do it. Anyone listening to this podcast, probably a lot of people that already have done it or a a good way along their journey that are in one of the groups. But if um, anyone that's listening can 100% do what we've done, 100% do. There's nothing at all special about us. Exactly. You just have to, you have to start with the want to do it and then work out how you're going to to do that from that Mm. want. It's like there's no opportunity for you to go, nah, I don't know, I hope I can do it. No, hope and don't knowing is not enough. You need to go, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And and, and if you still, yeah, I I honestly, it's hard to to sell a program if you're trying to sell a program. Like Mm. I know people are going to be like, of course, Brad, you just wanted to sign up to TWA so you can pay those number plates off, (laughs) which which I do get it, but – your environment is going to have such a huge impact on whether you can or can't do it. Mm, you know, and so just right. being around the kinds of people that, you know, are doing it, have done it. You know, there's chicks in that T-Dub group that have been there over 12 months. There's chicks that have been in there four days yes. that have transitioned over from Flim Flam. Yeah. You know, like just that environment, just being in and around those people, just having that, you know, that resource and it's – not a whingy, bitchy, oh, this – it is just people saying, you know, hey, I'm short on protein. Has anyone, you know, I'm vegan. How did you guys get this? Or it's just – it's all that p- same positive, you know, you're changing that. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. You know, you need to make some kind of a change. Totally. They say that the best way – say you're like, oh, I just – I want to – I'm sick of how I've got such a negative mindset. I want to be a really positive person. The best way to do that is get around a bunch of positive people. Yeah. You know, you're trying to lose weight. You don't really know what you're doing. Um, that's your goal. You're going to focus on it. The best way to lose weight is to get around a bunch of people that are on the path of losing weight. Like yeah. it's as simple as that. You've yeah. got to be with your 
people. I know that sounds real cult-like, but yeah. you do. Yeah. The truth is you do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We've got one more podcast for the year. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, so uh, next Wednesday, I think it's the 29th. Okay. Yeah, so we've still got one to go. Cool. Yeah, but that's That's it. about it. That's it. Um, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you don't already follow me, follow me at ash underscore underscore lane on Instagram, Brad at train with Brad. You can now apply for one-on-one coaching starting on January 31st. If you go to my website, ashlane.com.au, you can also sign up for train with Ash already. So you don't need to apply or anything like that. If you go to the website, ashlane.com.au, you can, you know, if train with Ash is your more your jam, not the one-on-one coaching, then absolutely you can, you can register, sign up now. Um, and don't forget five day challenge brand new free five day challenge starts on January 10th also on my website ashlane.com.au register now join the Facebook group and we'll see you there love you bye love you bye